Amen. Amen. Brother Herring, we're glad you're here. I want you to take your liberty tonight. I want you to preach to us what God has put on your heart. We love you. Come and take your liberty tonight. Love you, my brother. Praise the Lord. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. I know my voice is a little rough. I've uh, had some sinus junk going on. And uh, anyhow, it's going to be okay. Praise the Lord. We will get through this together tonight. Amen. If you got a Bible, I'd ask you to go with me to the book of Ezekiel. Praise the Lord. Chapter 47, verse 2. Thank you, Jesus. I want to have some church tonight. It said, Then he brought me out of the way of the gate northward and led me about the way, about into the utter gate by the way that looked eastward. And behold, there ran out water on the right side. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits. And he brought me through the waters, and the waters were to the ankles, and he measured a thousand. And brought me through the waters, and the waters were to the knees. And again, he measured a thousand and brought me through, and the waters were to the loins. And afterward, he measured a thousand. And it was a river that I could not pass over. For the waters were risen, waters to swim in a river that could, a river that I could not pass over. God, we do know you're here tonight. We know that you want to speak to us. We just need an ear to hear. Help me to do my very best, God. I need you to anoint me and use me tonight, God. I'm going to give you all the praise, the thanks, and the glory, Lord. Help my voice to where I'm able to preach tonight. And, oh, God, I'll give you all the praise, the thanks, and the glory. Would you put your Bibles down? Would you raise your hands all across this assembly? And would you begin to exalt your God tonight? For he's worthy to be praised. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Don't you feel that? I said, don't you feel that already? Amen. Praise God. There's nothing like being in the presence of Almighty God. Oh, I said, there's nothing like being in His presence. Praise God. Amen. You can be seated tonight. I, uh, I want to preach a little bit tonight. I'm going to move forward. We're going forward. Amen. Wouldn't it be a tragedy today to be alive and praise God and not know what God's doing? It would be a greater tragedy to be alive today, amen, and know what God's doing and not be a part of it. I want to be a part of what God's doing. Come on, I said, I want to be a part of what God's doing, church. 
Uh, I just don't want to be a spectator, uh, but I want to be a participant uh, of what God wants to do uh, in the church uh, of the living God right now. I believe God's got something special for the church uh, in the hour that we're in. Uh, I feel like we're in the greatest hour. Amen. I said, I feel like we're in the greatest hour. Amen. I feel like this church is on the brink of something big. Come on, something to get lost in. Praise God. Man, some of you believe it. I wish you would all believe it. Ezekiel 47 begins to tell the story of the prophet Ezekiel who was in captivity in Babylon. He found himself being led by an angelic being uh, to a door. And apparently had been to this door before because the Bible says, again. There's something powerful behind the door. Amen. There's doors that's going to open for this church that seems like it's been shut for years. But God's getting ready to open up a door uh, to this church. Uh, this church has never uh, experienced before. But somebody uh, has got to get up uh, and get to the door uh, and say, God. Praise God. What was behind the door had not been poured out upon the generation of previous years. Amen. Yet again, he stood before a door of tremendous opportunity. This church tonight is standing uh, before a tremendous door. Uh, do you hear me? Uh, come on, a door of opportunity. Uh, come on, that this church has never known. Uh, there's a great door. Uh, there's expansion at the door. Uh, there's revival at the door. Uh, there's healing at the door. Uh, there's deliverance at the door. Uh, God's ready to do it. Uh, but are you ready uh, to encounter it? Come on, is anybody ready to encounter it? Oh, why don't you praise God then? Behind that door where Ezekiel was a river pushing for a route out. There's a river in this church and it's pushing for a route out. Oh, I said it's pushing for a route out. Come on, friend of mine, it's going to go in the highways uh, and the byways, praise God. Oh, come on, there's a river trying to get out of this church. Uh, come on, it's been trapped. Uh, praise God, but God's uh, about ready to, oh, come on, God's getting ready uh, to open the door. Uh, as he stood there and he stood, uh, he looked again uh, at the door of the house. Uh, and behold, the waters uh, were issued out of underneath uh, the threshold. Uh, it went eastward. Said the soles of my feet are wet. Because the water was coming under the threshold of the door, but it was still closed. Nothing's going to be able to shut down what God started. I said nothing's going to be able to shut it down. Praise God. Amen. 
Come on, you might as well say, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to be a part of everything that God's going to do in this church. You might as well go ahead and make up your mind right now. Come on, I've sat back long enough. Uh, I dare not sit not another day. Praise God. Uh, come on, I want everything that God's got. Come on, it's, come on, it's going to depend upon you. water was coming out but the door was still closed amen can I tell somebody tonight praise God the doors aren't closed of this church the doors not closed of this church you stand before an open door tonight church somebody's got to get up and get through the door tonight I said, somebody's got to get up. Uh, Ezekiel, you can be satisfied. Uh, come on, with wet feet uh, if you want to. Uh, praise God. But that's just enough to whet your appetite. Uh, come on, some of you's waited around uh, in the pool long enough. Uh, come on, you've only had your feet wet. Uh, but it's time uh, to get out there in the river. Uh, it's time to get out there uh, where it's happening. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost. God wants to lead this church into something that only you've dreamed about. You hear me? The, 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 the water, the, the river is coming in front of mine under the threshold eastward. It's flowing to the rising of the sun. Come on now, towards the dawning of a new day. Uh, this is a new day for the church. This is a new day for the church. Uh, somebody's got to get a hold of this vision. Uh, I said, somebody's got to get a hold of this. Uh, there's something new for this church tonight. Uh, somebody's just got to dare get up and say, God, uh, I'm going to be the one to open the door. Uh, I'm standing before a door uh, of tremendous opportunity. Uh, I'm standing before the door uh, of expansion. Uh, I'm standing before the door uh, of revival. Uh, but I've got to get up uh, and get to the door. Uh, come on. Oh, there's a holy thing in the Holy Ghost uh, that's about to burst forth uh, in this church. Don't you want it? Don't you want to be a part of it? Uh, you're standing on it. Come on now. Don't you want to be a part of it? You don't have to be a spectator no more. Uh, you can be an active participant. Don't you want to be a part of what God wants to do here in this church? That, that means everybody on board. Not shoveling low backwards, but saying, God, if it's going to happen, it's going to start with me. Oh, God. You know, East means something. It gives the position of the church today. The Old Testament was the New Testament concealed, and the New Testament was the Old Testament. Come on, reveal. Praise God. Come on, somebody. Amen. Peter tells us in Second Peter, take heed as it to the light that shineth into the dark place. Come on, if you get up and go, I promise you, God will take you to the dark places, and your light will shine. 
I said, your light will shine. You won't have to worry about it. You won't have to worry about what to say. Uh, because when you get there, God, a friend of mine, will give you the words. Uh, come on, he'll put the word in your mouth, and you won't have to worry about it. Praise God. Uh, Amen. Don't and come on at the day stars in your heart. Uh, notice it hearts, uh, not heart. Peter was not talking to individuals. Uh, he was talking to the church. beginning feel like you're standing on the beginning of a new day church a new day this church has never seen before something new this church uh, has never encountered before Jesus God asked Ezekiel he says son of man has thou seen this? 42 times in the book of Revelation, John said, I saw. What we see, come on, what you see dictates your vision. It has to do with your future. Visions are the sight and the sound of tomorrow. If you don't catch tomorrow today, come on, your history. You hear me? You've got to be the ones to pick up this race. Come on and beam it to a lost and dying world, as Elder said. Uh, come on, friend of mine, they're waiting on a church. Uh, come on, it's red hot and fire. Uh, come on, on fire like this church. Uh, come on, they're waiting for a new day to dawn for them. Uh, praise God. Well, Ezekiel said he found a place he could not get over waters to swim in. You too must find a place that you can't get over. You have, come on, we have way too many surface experiences. Way too many. We have way too many surface experiences. Church, come on, I'm not putting you down. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just telling you, God wants us to have some experiences. Come on. But we have way too many surface experiences. Come on, we, you need something to happen. Come on, that will alter you. Come on to where you'll never be the same again. Where you won't have that same old mindset. Praise God. Come on, I can't do it. Yes, you can. Stop telling yourself. Stop beating yourself. Come on. Stop. Come on. Talking yourself out of a blessing. I said stop talking yourself out of a blessing. Praise God. Because when you get in the work of God, uh, you're going to be blessed. Uh, come on, bless more than you can ever imagine. Blessed it is to do the work of God. Praise God. Benefits that man can hardly even imagine. Amen. You know, with Ezekiel, it started with just a little trickle. Amen. Under the door. It could start with you tonight, and you could forever be changed to where you'll never think the way you've been thinking. God can alter that tonight. The angels took him by the hand and they started walking. Depending on what measurement that you used, praise the Lord, either the, the, the Israelite or the Babylonian cubit, Ezekiel walked at least a half a mile. He walked at least a half a mile to a mile. And nothing was happening. And I know some of you look around and say, well, nothing's happening. You've got to make it happen. I said, you got to make it happen. 
You can't depend on brother pastor. Come on. It starts with you. I said it starts with you. It's what he's put in you. Praise God. Come on, what he's put in you, uh, come on, is for you to go out to a nine. Uh, come on, in a lost world uh, and bring a man. Come on, this teaching ain't been in vain. I said this teaching ain't been in vain. Uh, God's going to bless that. Come on, somebody. Well, I know it don't happen fast enough for some of you. He walked at least a half a mile to a mile, ankle deep water. Amen. Lots of times things don't so happen quick enough, do they? You know what? Some folk like ankle deep water. It means they don't have to be involved in anything going on in the church. They can stay just like they are and be a spectator. I can only imagine the angel telling Ezekiel, come on, come on, get up. You've got to go forward, Ezekiel. Something good's about to happen. Just keep on walking. I know you're in ankle-deep water, uh, but something's going to happen. Uh, you're headed in the right direction. Come on, church. This church is heading uh, in the right direction. Uh, sometimes you just got to stay the course. Uh, you just got to keep moving forward. Uh, I said, you just got to keep moving forward. Uh, come on. Most people don't find this uh, exciting enough. Uh, if you realize, friend of mine, where you were going, uh, friend of mine, it would excite you. Even though he was in ankle deep water, he was headed for waters to swim in. <laughs> Why can't you believe what God's trying to tell you? Does anybody believe what I'm preaching tonight? Does anybody? Come on. Can I get just a couple people to believe what I'm preaching? Come on, this Christian race that we're running, it's not to this, come on, to the, it's, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Come on, there's going to be trials. There's going to be troubles. Uh, come on, friend of mine. There's going to be letdowns. Uh, people's going to reject you. Uh, but there's somebody that's going to accept you. Come on, for everyone that rejects you, uh, somebody's going to accept you. Uh, that just lets you know when you get the resistance and you're having the resistance, that lets you know you're in the will of God. If there's no resistance, come on, I said, if there's no resistance in what you're doing, praise God, something's wrong. Uh, there's always going to be resistance uh, when you begin to do a work for God. And some of you, come on, some of you felt the resistance, and you just said, well, hogwash. That's the devil talking to you. I said, that's the devil talking to you. Praise God. He don't want this church filled up. But that's not God's will for this place. It's God's will, friend of mine, that somebody get the Holy Ghost ever service. You are a book of Acts church. Uh, that means, friend of mine, uh, that you reproduce uh, ever
Don't you miss the miraculous that God wants to do in this church because your timing, friend of mine, is no match for God's timing. You just got to keep on moving forward. Stay committed to the process, and you're going to see the miracles of people getting the Holy Ghost. Uh, it's going to happen, uh, but you got to stay committed. Uh, God's ready to do things uh, in this church you've never seen before, uh, but somebody's got to get committed. Brother Jared, you know what the first miracle was in the book of Acts? It was through the ankles. Man, praise God, the first miracle in the New Testament church had to do with the ankles. Acts 3, shortly after the upper room experience, Peter and John encountered the lame man. When they touched his ankles and his feet, they were healed. Just as they came out from under the threshold of the door of Pentecost, the lame man stood up and began to walk. Uh, as they came out, it was water to the ankles. I said it was water to the ankles. Uh, somebody's got to get up and walk. Uh, somebody's got to get up and go forward. Uh, anybody can live for God uh, who puts one foot in front of the other. Uh, any old quitter can quit. Uh, God didn't start you out to quit. Uh, he started you out uh, to finish this race. Uh, somebody needs to declare, uh, I'll finish this race. Oh, Ezekiel kept walking. Finally, there was waters that came to his knees. You look at Acts chapter 4. Disciples were on their knees. Woo! Holy Ghost shook the place where they were meeting. They left that shaky place to shake a world. If this does not get in your knees, your prayer life, uh, you will never be affected. Somebody's got to start praying some prayers around here. Come on, it starts with you. Uh, when the water hit his knees, uh, he felt resistance. Uh, the deeper you get in God, uh, the more resistance you're going to meet. Uh, just expect it. Uh. Although he felt resistance in knee-deep water, he's still in control. But the deeper we go in God, the more covenant we attain. Jesus is committed to me by his blood. His word is bond. Praise God. I'm simply to just keep moving forward, not to stand still. We got too many people standing still when God's trying to move them in the Holy Ghost. Come on. I'm telling you the truth. Oh, oh, Zeke got the water to his loins. This is a place where the sin of reproduction lies. Acts chapter 2, there was 3,000 filled with the Holy Ghost. And that's truly reproduction. I said, that's truly reproduction. But it had to get in his loins first. Come on, John said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of what? Living water. Not out of your smarts. Uh, not out of your inner. Come on. Of your inner being, uh, even when you're in waist deep water, becoming a little productive, uh, you're still touching bottom. Uh, you're still, come on, you're still in charge. Uh, you haven't really risked anything yet. 
What are you willing to risk today, church, to have what God wants his church to have? What are you willing to give up? What are you holding back tonight? What's keeping you from being productive in the Holy Ghost? You. 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 Come on. Got to get up and keep going forward, Zeke. He finally entered waters to swim in. He said he got there and he couldn't get over it. He had to flow with the river. Come on, it's time to get up flow with the river, church. It's time that we flow with the river. Come on. You're living on the brink of something, friend of mine, and it started to the ankles, moved to your knees, your loins, and then it overtakes you. The door of change is here. I said, there's a door of change here for God to make you what God wants you to be. For God to make this church what it, come on now. Somebody in this church needs this change. You need to raise your hands and say, God, you're talking to me. You're talking to me, God. Come on, come on, come on. Jesus goes to the brink of, of the lake teaching, and there's great crowds that already are gathering. There's two boats beached there. One boat belongs to Peter and Andrew and the other boats. Come on, the other one's to James and John. The crowd passed, come on now, the crowd pressed Jesus. And he stepped into Peter and Andrew's boat and he launched out. And James and John's boat was beached with them. We've never really lived if Jesus gets out of, come on, he gets out of the, your boat and leaves you beached. Hello. Praise God. And they went a little ways. They had been in shallow water. And Jesus had been teaching. But when he finished, he turned to his disciples, told him, he said, launch out into the deep, boys. Church, it's time to launch out in the deep. Listen, when he told him to launch out in the deep, he'd been teaching in shallow water. Come on, but he waited to move out in the deep water for the miraculous to flow. Uh, when you make up your mind, I'm going to, come on now, launch out into the deep. Uh, come on, I'm telling you, the miraculous is going to begin to flow uh, in your life. Uh, when they reached the deep, uh, Jesus commanded Peter and Andrew, uh, let down your nets, boys. Uh, when you launch out in the deep, uh, church, you can let your nets down. Uh, come on, I said, you can let your nets down. Uh, come on now. He went beyond uh, the teaching level uh, to the faith level. Uh, when they acted out what they learned, uh, they started pulling in uh, the catch. Come on, church, when you start acting out what you know, uh, this church knows uh, you will be effective. Uh, you're headed for something that will blow your mind. Uh.
Brother Seth, that river is getting deeper and deeper. It's getting deeper and deeper. For long, it'll sweep you off your feet. And all you'll be able to do is just flow and go, church. Are you just satisfied with the soles of your feet wet? Are you going to get up off your cot of ease and get up and go forward tonight? You know, when God moves, God moves with the display of his glory. He always does. Amen. He did it with Moses, Solomon. Amen. Before he returns, he'll have a church that's clothed in his glory. A reflection of what's coming. Are you really ready for his return? Don't let him catch you off guard. Man, that river is growing wider and deeper every step. The only thing that, come on, the only thing that did not grow is found in Ezekiel 47, 11, but the miry places. I've been in the miry places long enough, preacher. Come on, but the miry places, the marsh shall not be healed. They shall be given, they shall be given to, to salt. There's a difference between a river and a swamp. A river is confined to banks. Come on, it's going in a direction. It's going somewhere. A swamp is wide but shallow. Breeding ground for everything, complacency, unconcern, all those things that we let creep in. Praise God. Indifference. One of the worst things the church has to deal with. One of the worst things the church is having to deal with. Indifference. You know, issues. Come on, that's what the breeding ground for the swamp is. Praise God. We need to get in the river tonight. Come on, we need to get in the river, praise God. Because the swamp's just a breeding ground. A river's confined to a course for the mind. It don't stop till it gets to the sea. A swamp only goes where it may go seeking to find the path of the least resistance. That's how some saints are. They try to find the least resistance. Pass. Pass. doing what God has for them to do. Everybody in this church tonight's a soul winner. Tell yourself that. I'm a soul winner. Well, you have to tell yourself that. But when you tell yourself that, you have to believe that. You have to believe who you are. I said you have to believe who you are. You have at least, you have an influence over at least 10 people. Whether it be negative or positive. You have influence over at least 10 people. So that tells me that you have influence over 10 people. Five of those people, praise God, you can get. Now, I used to be the outreach director in our home church. I was assistant pastor there and had a bunch of I probably tried more things that didn't work than did work. Praise the Lord. But I did find out 
praise God that people will say, I'm going to, I'm going to do something. And then you ask them for a report. And I'll, I'll, I'll learn something in all that. When you let people sit down, they get comfortable. But if you get them up here on a platform and you get them in a circle and you say, I need that report. And they say, I don't have it. Next time they'll have that report. Come on. But you got to get in your mindset, hey, I'm a soul winner. You know what was more exhilarating for me and my wife? We teach many, many Bible studies. Matter of fact, I'd rather teach a Bible study than I had preached when God called me to preach. I was hung up on Bible study, and I had me a Bible study every week, and I'm not tooting my horn, and I'm not patting my back because my horn's not long enough to do it, but I had me a Bible study every week. And I'm going to tell you how my, my old pastor was. He was... He was tough. I mean, he'd stand in your face and he'd preach right to you. And, and he'd tell you he's preaching to you. And you knew he was preaching to you. But this is how he was. If you was not teaching a Bible study, if you call yourself a preacher and you were not teaching a Bible study and bringing somebody to church every week, you didn't get on his platform and you certainly didn't lead his services. And I watched a bunch of them boys that come out of Texas Bible College Set back there on the back pews, you know what I mean? Because they was not doing anything, praise God. But I got to sit on the platform every week, and I got to lead the services just about every week. Not that that's something I wanted to do, but I was hung up on Bible studies. You know what was exhilarating to me? Teach that Bible study. Take them to church, baptism in Jesus' name, baptize them in Jesus' name, and then pray them through to the Holy Ghost. There was nothing more exhilarating to me than that. And we did that, praise God. I remember one time we was, we was giving a Baptist preacher and his wife a Bible study. And, uh, man, it got down. We was getting down pretty close to getting done. And all of a sudden, she was a pretty good-sized woman. She was a big old tall, lanky guy. And she come back and she elbowed that poor guy in his chest. I thought she killed him. And she said, I see it. I see it, I see it. She's seen baptism in Jesus' name. We took them to the church and baptized them. We prayed them through to the Holy Ghost. They're out there waiting on this church. Somebody's got to get in the river and say, God, you're talking to me. know some individuals have a low threshold of endurance they can only flow in one line of thinking for just so long then if it does not look productive they think the answer's not in it and they turn around and go back to where they were at they stay until only the soles of their feet get wet again we're living in a generation that's accustomed to slowness the world belongs to the television generation. 30-minute sitcoms, commercials, everything that happens quickly. There's a beginning, a crisis, and a glorious conclusion. And everybody lives happily ever after in their 30-minute sitcom. Some apostolic people, some apostolic parents set their kids in front of that old one-eyed devil because that's their babysitter. Shame on them. It's the truth. 
I don't have a TV. And I got the Holy Ghost. God delivered me of my TV. Amen. Praise God. Aren't you glad that he delivered you? God is calling this church today, men and women and young people, to leave past the brink into the water. If you sum up the Bible with one word, it's submission. Can I be submitted to God's will and do what God wants me to do? It's not who's right and who's wrong. The question is who's submitted. And the only way you're going to stay submitted is stay on your knees. Got to keep going forward, church. When you can't touch bottom, you're not in control no more. Praise God, you're in waters of literally swept off your feet now you're moving you're a part of what's growing and flowing but you know what we live in a society today and in lots of churches of the non-involvement it's a day of being in neutral it's a day of ankle and knee deep water as Christians, we're called to go into the deep water. You ever notice how everything has to be so politically, politically correct? We're told, don't go too far and don't get too worked up. Amen. Praise the Lord. Actually, I don't care how the world puts a label on me, I don't care. I've got the best thing going. What I've got, what I've got, what I've got. Praise God. You cannot put a price on what God give me. This is the whole thing. He give us a part of him. When he filled us with the Holy Ghost, we got a part of him. My goodness, how much better could it be? This thing is not gloom and doom. I said, it's not gloom and doom. No enemy in the lack of commitments. Two of the worst enemies that we have. Somebody, somebody has to say today, I'm going to get committed. The other's either to confirm or deny. Either with you or against you. Praise God. You know a person who remains to commit himself remains detached. Hoping by doing so that he can avoid injury. Because nobody likes to be rejected. I can't tell you how many times I was rejected. And tried to get Bible studies. But that, that did not stop me from saying, you know what, there's somebody out there who wants a Bible study. Amen. You know what I'd do? I'd go around these apartment complexes. I'd just start introducing myself to people in the apartment complex. And then when I'd get five or six, seven, eight, ten people wanting a Bible study, then I'd ask, ask the manager at that apartment complex, can I use your big room in there to teach these people Bible study? You know what they always told me? Sure. Go ahead. Praise the Lord. But a person who fails to commit, he's going to stay detached, hoping by so he's not going to be injured. 
Praise God. Jesus said, either you're with me or you're against me. Either you're waiting in the pool or you're in the swimming pool. Come on, let's worship the Lord a minute. I, I'm, I'm actually, actually, I'm really done. Praise the Lord. You know, Abraham, and I'm, I'm closing. Uh, let me close with this. Abraham, Abraham heard the voice telling him to get up from amongst his people and go to a land that God would show him. He didn't have a pastor. He didn't have a church. All he had was a voice. All he had was a voice, church. And he committed to that voice. He picked up, he packed up, and he left it all. He became known as the father of the faithful. He refused to be in neutral. Some people have been in a place of neutral for so long. Praise God that it's, you've become accustomed. But why don't you grab hold of that old gear shifter tonight and say, God, you're moving me forward. You're moving me forward. Amen. Jesus never recognized that place of being in neutral. Amen. Let us stand to our feet tonight. I tried to preach a little bit to you tonight. I tried. Amen. Why don't we come up and gather around this altar tonight? And, and hey, let's don't get bogged down tonight. But let's come down here. We don't. This is this wasn't gloom and doom. God's just telling this church that my God, He's got so much for this church. If you could just only realize what He's telling you tonight, church. He did church. God's not telling you tonight that you're failures. That's not what God's saying. That's not what he said, Brother Riggin. He didn't tell you tonight that you're failures. God did not say that. What God's telling you, he said, I've got so much for this church if you'll just get involved. Come on. Come on. Let's reach out to the Holy Ghost tonight. Let's tell God. Come on, somebody. Somebody say, God, I'm fist to get involved. We're fist to get up and go forward, Lord. It's right here for you, church. It's right here. Oh, if you just realize, friend of mine, it's so close. My Lord, it's so close. Oh, you could almost put your hand on it. It's so close. Somebody's got to realize that. Somebody's got the vision. Come on, get the vision for that. I just wonder what would have happened if there had been two more spies. Come on, two more. Come on, people that, that got with Joshua and Caleb. It would have been a different story. Come on, it had been a different story. Praise God. Come on, why don't you, why don't you grab somebody? Men, grab somebody and pray with them right now. Say, come on, we're we supposed to get involved. Come on, we're supposed to move forward. Come on, we're we supposed to do something.
We fist to take this town. Come on, by the, come on. It's going to be a storm when we hit this place. Come on. We're going to walk in our town. Uh, and we're going to take this place. Because God said, this is your place. This is your land. This is your revival. I won't be like my eyes and that God cursed them because they wouldn't get in the battle uh, when he said get out there and help come on now we're not going to be like that but we're going to get involved we will not let this thing stagnate God no we won't we're going forward Lord We're not going to drop the ball on this, Lord. Not what you got for us. Come on, somebody. Come on, let me be the last preacher to tell you that. Come on, because every preacher's coming here has told you about the great revival that God wants you to have. Come on, let me be the last one, friend of mine. It's time to monopolize oh, on what God's got for this church. Come on, like one old preacher said, Take you a piece of chalk and draw you a circle. Get in the middle of it uh, and don't get out of it until you have revival. Oh, come on, pray, pray, pray. Come on, get a hold of God. Come on, ask God, show me, God. 
I want you to direct me, God, where you want me to go. Come on, because there's a hungry soul that I'm going to be able to reach, Lord. I'm going to be able to give them my testimony, Lord. And it's going to move them. Come on, I want to come into this church. Come on, let's make one more push. Come on, let's make one more push. Come on. Come on, we, we give up too quickly. Come on, let's make one more push. Come on, anybody hungry? Come on, anybody hungry? Come on, the only people that's going to be able to reach their family is going to be you. Come on, your co-workers, in-laws, outlaws, come on. It's going to be you. It's not going to be somebody else, but it's going to be you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I, I, 
Brother Regan, I was in a church, several hundred people, and uh, a young woman got the Holy Ghost. And uh, she didn't know anything about this. Her, her family, anybody. And uh, she told, she went home and told her mama, she said, Mama, get corn. And her mama was trying to figure out what in the world is she even talking about. But you know what that little girl did the night she got the Holy Ghost? She planted her mama in that altar. And there was 150 people. Every, every, every one of her family, all of them, her whole family come in. You know what that pastor told me? He said, Brother Heron, he said, we can, we can, we can jump over all these altars. And he said, every person that's in this church, their name are under these altars. He said, because somebody planted them when they got the Holy Ghost. And he said, I can show you. He said, we can jump them over. He said, I can show you. He said, every person in here. A church of several hundred. Because when somebody got the Holy Ghost, they planted somebody. No, we're selfish. We come to the altar for ourselves. And we don't bring a seed and plant it. And every time we come to that altar, water that seed. That little girl watered her seed every time she come. She wasn't coming to the altar for her. She's coming for her family, her mama. I wonder what would happen here. I wonder what would happen here. If you just took one seed, one seed, and planted it in this altar. And every time you come to this altar, you watered your seed. I'll tell you what would happen. Your corn would come up. That's what would happen. Your corn would come up. I, I wonder if we could do that tonight. I wonder if we could just take a few minutes tonight. I said that story to say this. I wonder if we could just take just a few more minutes tonight. And I wonder if we could get somebody on our minds, somebody that you've either witnessed to, somebody you know, somebody you want to see get the Holy Ghost. And I wonder if we can plant them tonight. And I wonder every time you come here, if you'll water that seed and watch God bring that seed up. Because the Bible says some water, some plant, and I give the increase. That's how that man built his church, planting them seeds in the altar. Come on, let's spend a few minutes. Let's do that right now. I want you to get somebody on your mind, and I want you to plant them right now. And when you come to this church, come on, for the, come on, the rest of the year, the rest of the year, this is going to be the greatest year, I feel like, for this church. I feel like this is going to be the greatest year for this church. Let's go ahead and plant that seed tonight. Come on.